You're listening to Faith with Friends podcast, where we talk about faith, relationships, and spiritual growth. Welcome to our circle and the conversation where we seek to know God and make Him known. Now, here's your host, Lisa Lorenzo. Welcome back to Faith and Friends Therapy Thursdays. Today, we're continuing a conversation from our last episode on grief and loss, and I'm here with my friend, Dr. Lydia. Hi, Lisa. Hi. How are you? I'm well, and you? I'm good. I'm good. It's a wonderful season, but yet it's peppered in with some mixed emotions. Yes? Yes. And honestly, as I look around, I see there's so much suffering, more than any other time. I don't remember my parents ever, so many people sick or dying, or obviously we're in the middle of a pandemic, but I just don't remember so much suffering. So yeah, it's been a tough one. Yeah, I can imagine, especially for you. And I know that we've been talking about losing a friend to cancer. And and so you have someone else that recently died from cancer. Yeah, so my husband's cousin, who was very close to my mother-in-law, very close family, we're close to them. She was diagnosed about three months ago with breast cancer and started her treatment. And during the treatment, it just accelerated so quickly and So about a week ago, she wasn't breathing well and they took her to the hospital and they said, oh, she might have some swelling or some edema in the lung. They're going to do a test. And then 12 hours later, we got a text that said, if you want to see her, you need to come to the hospital. She might not make it through the night. Wow. And we were like, what? And then to add insult to injury, because of the new COVID variant, Mm -hmm. they said, no visitors. I was like, "What what do you mean? No visitors. And they said, okay, well, two visitors only, and it has to be the same two. And I'm like, she has four adult children and a husband and a brother and sister-in-law that adore her. Like, that's not going to really work out for us. And through a lot of prayer and frantic phone calls, we finally were able to get in there. And she passed just five days later. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my God. By the grace of God, she was able to see everybody. Yeah. And which has not been the case for a lot of people who have gone in the hospital, had it's COVID, and then that's it. That's the last time you saw them. Uh, yeah, it, it has been horrible. I think more than anything, it's just that it's the dealing with the unknown, the surprise. I think cancer in, of it, in it of itself is you can prepare. You can, you can th- I mean, you can never be fully prepared, okay? But you can prepare. You know that at some point it's going to be terminal. But when people go into the hospital like that, you're seeing so much suffering, so much loss, someone going into the hospital and not coming back out. Wow, that's rough. That is, that's like an accident. Like when someone dies from an accident, you get that call. Exactly. And then in the middle of that, we're planning Barbara's funeral. Oh, looking through pictures and putting together cards. And every time I looked at the computer screen and saw another picture, I was like, wow, I forgot what she looked like with hair. She didn't have hair for almost two straight, three straight years almost. And I was just like, just, you know, find myself sad and crying. And I'm like, what's wrong with me? And I'm like, I miss my friend (laughs) that I talked to several times a day. And, you know, she always FaceTimed me because she didn't have a lot of access to the outside world because she was so sick. So, you know, I find myself looking at my phone going, oh, she hasn't, she hasn't called today. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's normal. That is definitely normal. You know, you're going to you're going to go through stages of grief and we all do. Uh, I just I just don't know how people do it without 
Absolutely. Yeah. I I kind of do my, my biblical self-therapy, right? So I start getting the feeling of like overwhelming sadness. Like it's Mm -hmm. so much, it's so many, it's just everywhere. And then I remind myself that this is not my home. Mm-hmm. And then I start thinking, like, what is Barbara doing right now? Like, she is not worried about us. She is she is in the presence of God. And I start thinking, like, you know, is she roaming the streets of gold? Is she looking at, you know, is she, are they worshiping in front of the throne? Is she sitting down and having lunch with Jesus? Like, I take the focus off my worldly problems, mm-hmm. and I just imagine what heaven is like right now. Those are some great coping skills, and and you said it. They're your biblical coping coping skills, right? right? right. It's so it is very hard. You know, one scripture that I think about it when people are grieving is to remember is that this too shall pass. Yes. Okay. You're going to have waves of feelings, and and stage these stages. There, you can't measure them, and everybody doesn't go through the same stages the same way. While you may go through sadness and hang out in sadness for a couple of days or a couple, maybe a couple of minutes, someone else may take a couple of months in the sadness stage, you know? And I find myself, although I consider myself to be a prayer warrior, Mm -hmm. I find myself just sitting with God and telling him, I really need your help. My heart is broken and you promised to be with the brokenhearted and I really need your help. I need your presence. I need to feel you. And then I remind myself, well, he's already with me. So I need to quiet the anxiety. I need to quiet the negative thoughts, quiet the sadness, Mm -hmm. and just take a few deep breaths and invite the Holy Spirit to fill me again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's a tough spot to be in. That is so hard, especially when you had such a good relationship with Barbara and you're used to, you have a routine, you know, where you talked several times a day and when you lose that, it, it's hard. And you were also worried about her. So what happens when she's gone, you're feeling, you know, it's almost bittersweet. You don't have to worry about her, right? If, right. But then what do you do with that? How do you fill in that space, that gap of, and that energy that you were spending with worry? Definitely. It's tough. Yeah. It's a transition. Yeah. No, I'm it's so hard. sorry. So sorry, Lisa. Thank you. Yes, I'm trying to allow myself sadness. Mm-hmm. You know, I think as Christians, we tend to want to do the, but everything's fine. But I'm going to be fine. But I'm going to see you in heaven. And all of those things are true, but it's okay to feel sad. Mm-hmm. And allowing myself, giving myself permission. I'm not a weaker Christian or less of a believer or have doubts just because I'm really sad about what happened. And I'm reminded that Jesus wept. And he felt sorrow and it's okay to feel sorrow. It's okay to be in the moment and allow that feeling to come and say, oh, okay, I feel really sad. Well, I have a valid reason for feeling sad. I've lost two people that I love and allowing myself that space to feel it. And then later on, talk to God about it. Like I could use your help because mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, there's days that feel a little overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And I think of people like Barbara's family that went through years and years of suffering and illness. And when you're in the middle of it and you want to act like everything's okay, everything's okay. If you can just find a place where like everything's not okay, but God is with us anyways and his presence is going to help us and I can trust him regardless, but I don't have to pretend like I'm okay. Like 
I can have my days. Yeah. And that, you know what, that takes time and that takes time for you to build that kind of relationship with God to know that, that it's okay. Because a lot of people want to blame God. Oh, yes. Barbara was very concerned about that. Mm -hmm. That was, I'd say, her number one concern with her kids was, I don't want them to be mad at God. I don't want them to blame God. Mm -hmm. And honestly, that was really a, a, a deep concern for her. But it was also like, think about that. She wasn't worried about, you know, the day-to-day -day stuff. She wasn't worried about how are they going to get through this or how are they going to pay for this. She was worried about, I don't want you guys to be angry at God. I don't want me leaving to m give you a reason to not trust God or not to love God. And she mm -hmm. openly discussed that with them before she passed. Just a few weeks before she passed, she talked to both of them and they were both like, what do you mean? No. And I'm like, well, it might come. There might be a time that you're like, I prayed and I trusted and I mm -hmm. believed my mom would be healed here on this earth. And I'm like, it's okay if, if you, you're not angry now. And then I remind myself, it's okay to be angry at God. Mm -hmm. It's okay to be disappointed and angry as long as that doesn't stop our communication and fellowship with him. Like God is a father. He is big and strong. And like when my kids were little and they came up to me and said, I don't like you. I hate you, whatever. I mean, I didn't allow my kids to say, I hate you. I didn't think that was perfect terminology yeah. for them. <laughs> but I always would tell them like, you can be angry at me. It doesn't affect my love for you. Like God's mm -hmm. not sitting in heaven going, oh, you're angry at me. Okay. Well, you go to timeout and you know, you're going to be punished. No, he's like, it's okay. I love you. His love covers all of our sin, all of our doubts and yeah. our anger. I think he has compassion. He loves us anyways. Right. And he knows what we're going through. He and knows your heart. I'm sorry. It is. It is. It's freeing. I'm sorry. Freeing to I... know that. It's freeing mm -hmm. to know that I can, because I was angry at God when my mom passed away mm -hmm. for many years. And then one day somebody told me, you're mad at God. I'm like, well, what? What are you talking about? Mm -hmm. And then I realized, oh, wait, I am actually, I I am mad at you. Yes, I, I was. And then I felt like, well, he must not want anything to do with me because he knows my heart and he knows I'm mad at him. Mm -hmm. And then they, some, a pastor spoke to me and said, listen, God's not concerned with your feelings. Like, it's okay. That's an honest feeling. Just come to him and talk to him about it. And I'm like, do you think he wants to hear from me? And he's like, well, he sent his son to die for you. I don't think there's much you can do to, to negate that relationship. Mm -hmm. But it's very freeing to know, wait, I can feel angry at you and still be loved by you and still love. I, I can be angry at people that I love, right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't break my fellowship with God. No, it doesn't. And so there's a couple of things to think about. You know, when you are going through the stages of grief, anger is one of them. Right. So it's very natural and very normal, you know? So yeah, you're going to feel a little bit of maybe denial at the beginning. And maybe that'll, that shock, initial shock wears off and you allow yourself to feel some some sadness, some real sadness, some true sadness deep from within where you just can't roll out of bed kind of sadness. Right. And then you may even move into anger from that, you know, but anger is, it, there's good anger right. too that, that will motivate you to, to get out of bed, that will motivate you to, to make decisions. You just don't want to make life altering decisions while you're under the influence of any emotion, especially right. anger. Cause, because yeah. eventually the anger goes away and then you're left with, what did I your, do that for? Exactly. Yes. You're left with those decisions. I so may, that's may not have experienced that a few times in my life. What in the world? <laughs> Thank you. 
all of us, all of us do. And then out of anger comes negotiation, you know, where we're, we're trying to barter and, and, and negotiate and with our feelings or with, you know, understanding until you finally get to acceptance, you know? So some people go through those stages really fast. Mm -hmm. Okay. Some people, it takes years and some people will, will go really fast through some of them and then just kind of park. Get stuck in one. Yeah, park. Just put it in park in one right. of them, right? Until, like you said, you you meet up with somebody that just kind of sticks it in neutral, where you're like, oh, well, you're not in park anymore, but you're like, whoa, I I see, I'm I'm I I I I can take responsibility for some of those feelings, but I think that God is not going to be upset with us having upset feelings. There are there is righteous anger. There are different right. kinds of angers. That's for a whole nother podcast but for this podcast i think that god like you said is compassionate he made us he knows what we're all about and he he want we are not made to be alone and he knows what it's like to lose someone his only son he knows what that feels like yeah so he he can relate to us and he he i'm sure he went through his stages too you know and um but he did it for a reason for us he doesn't want us to run away from that. He wants us to make it a topic, bring it to the table. Right. He, he wants to to deepen his relationship with us through our grief. And it, but it is important to grieve because if you don't, I mean, it can manifest itself physically. You yes, know? absolutely, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you know, you you take care of a lot of people, Lisa. I I you you were next to Barbara by her side, even though you have your own family, and now you have another family member going through it as well. You've lost your mother to cancer. You've had cancer. Uh, that's that's a tough. That's a tough topic. That's a tough. It sure is. Yeah. I think how do you had enough? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, this might be your gift. You know, to be able to to mourn with others, to be with others while they're going through this. I but definitely recognize, definitely recognize that. And when I say, it's hard to say, because when you say it's a gift that I have, it's almost like prideful, like, oh, this is my, this is my specialty. No, a gift is something you receive, mm -hmm. right? So through suffering, when we're available, when we make ourselves available through suffering and we learn some of the lessons, because we never learn everything. But when you learn a little bit of suffering and and then the Lord brings more people around with the same thing, just like he promises he will, like, mm -hmm. I'm going to comfort you. And I'm going to bring you some people for you to comfort. And I want you to give them the same comfort I gave you. And it's not a ministry I would have signed up for. But through the past like decade, let's say, I definitely can see that I have been with more people than most when they pass. Mm -hmm. And it's just being available just to love them and hold their space and walk through it. And most people, especially younger people, they don't know what does it look like? What's going to happen now? They're like the unknown. And if you can kind of walk in and say, okay, if you'll let me, I'll walk through this and I'll kind of show you. And then you have to be very sensitive to, to wait and watch like what part of this are they allowing you to have? And I believe I've been very blessed by being able to be very close at the end of many people's lives. And I think that is a beautiful thing to hold someone's hand as they're reaching for God's hand. Yeah, I think that's beautiful. Not everybody can do that. And 
especially people who are not in Christ, they do, wow, they sure grieve differently and they process differently. And I think it's a great opportunity to be able to share the gospel and to show them that it can be done in love. But some people, they need that at that moment, at that last breath. That's what, that's when they accept Christ. Absolutely. You know, so there's always hope definitely for, for the gospel, for the, that acceptance, but that whole process of being with people um, while they're transitioning out, that's tough. Yeah. That, that is not for everybody, you know? Yeah. I, definitely. Have, I have a friend named Maria. She's one of my oldest friends. And when my mom was passing away, I want to say it was like 24 years ago, 25 years ago, she asked if she could go to the hospital and visit. And I said, yes. And we didn't know it was the end quite yet. And Maria went and visited my mom. And when she was there, my mom was a believer already. She had a best friend that was a believer, shared the gospel with her. She had Mm -hmm. accepted the Lord as her Lord and Savior. But Maria went and she asked my mom, like, are you sure? Are you sure? And her fever spiked at that moment. And the nurse came in and I think her heart, like things were just happening. Like it Mm -hmm. was just starting, you know, she started to get an infection from a blood transfusion. And here we are. It's like someone was holding the time out and they pressed play. So Maria's mm-hmm. in the room and my mom is having a little bit of trouble breathing and she's having a fever and the nurse is coming in and saying, okay, well, you might have to leave now. And my mom stopped the nurse. I wasn't there, but I heard this from Maria and my mom stopped the nurse and said, give me a minute because this is important. And wow. Maria prayed with my mom to rededicate her life to, to Jesus and they prayed together. And then that night I went to the hospital and she told me a little bit of what happened. Mm-hmm. And then the next morning, my mom took a very bad turn for the worse. And that was Wednesday and she passed on Sunday. And I'm thankful for Maria because although I trust that my mom was a believer, when the doubts came, like, am I sure that she really knew? Like, do I know? I had that gift of my friend that wasn't afraid to walk into ICU at Hollywood Memorial Hospital and make sure that my mom understood what the gospel meant for her and accepted that free gift of Jesus. Wow. That sure takes some boldness. Yeah. Wow. That really took a lot of guts on Maria's part. And to be honest with you, that took a lot of guts too on your your mom's part and, and yours too. And now look, you learn from that and you're passing it down. Absolutely. And everyone's like, aren't you embarrassed? And I'm like, embarrassed to offer people salvation? Embarrassed to usher people in to the throne room of God? No, that's a beautiful moment just beautiful. And Samira's death was much different than Barbara's because Barbara's was just this beautiful, slow, like journey. Right. Mm -hmm. And Samira's, the cousin was a lot of suffering in the last days. I mean, you could hear the screams down the hall. And Mm. that night when I was trying, who can I call? Who can I call? I don't, I don't know who to call. And I called one of my friend's daughters who's a nurse, but she's in a nurse practitioner school. So I said, do you know anybody that works at UM? We need to be able to get this woman like the morphine she needs because they're waiting to transfer her to hospice, right? And she's like, I'll be there tomorrow. It was midnight. She answered the phone. She said, I'll be there tomorrow at seven. And I'm like, what? Why? She's like, I work there now. Where? In the ICU. Oh, what? What are the chances? What so she showed chances? up the next day, introduced herself to the family, got their phone number, made sure she had all the meds that she needed pain medication, talk to the nurses, like she advocated for, for her when I couldn't be there and the family didn't know what to do and what to say. Wow. So it's just God, although they had different endings, 
it's just God making sure that his children are taken care of, making the last moments beautiful. You know, they were able to get all four kids and the husband in to see her that la- the last few days. Mm-hmm. And her son's mother-in-law was with her that night. And I'm just so thankful to God because although nobody had to be there, God allowed them mm-hmm. to have those beautiful moments. And, and Samira was a person that didn't like to be alone. She would want someone there to hold her hand. Mm. And I'm very thankful that, that God permitted that. What do you think happened with COVID being around and not allowing people to, to be there right. physically? Well, this is what I think. So my stepfather passed away. He was sick for many years, and my grandparents and I took care of him. He passed five years after my mom. So my mom passes away, and then my stepfather gets sick, and we kind of rally around and take turns taking care of him. Mm-hmm. And then I got a call one night, one morning at 5 o'clock, and they said, are, are you Lisa Lorenzo? Yes, I am. Well, I'm calling to let you know that your stepfather has passed away. And I was like, I lost it. My daughter told wow. me the other day, like, I'll never forget you on the floor yelling. I was like, what? And I struggled so much with that because I'm mm-hmm. a person that I'd want my family with me. So mm-hmm. I think everybody's like that. But my very wise, loving pastor told me, Lisa, if God did not allow you to be there, because God was not taken by surprise at his leaving. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like, oh, my gosh, look, Tom died and we forgot to have Lisa. You know, it wasn't. God is sovereign. He said, could it be that he would have looked to you? And instead, he, he just cried out to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so when I think about COVID, I remember my pastor's words for some reason. Those people are alone, and I'm hoping that I know that God pursues us. And I'm Mm -hmm. hoping and trusting that in those final moments when people have to be alone for whatever reason, that they are calling out to the name of the Lord. Wow. Or maybe some of those nurses that we don't even know are are doing that as part of their job. Absolutely. Wow. I never thought of it like that either. It is unfortunate, and it is sad. But what I know is that God is good all the time. And he's going to take care of us. And I know that it's unfortunate with the COVID, not allowing people to be together. It's hard. It's very hard. But I know that God, he turns everything. There's a silver lining. He turns everything for our good and for his glory. Amen. And And who knows if those people sitting in those beds and there's people at home wondering like, this person maybe is in a coma now and they're not going to be able to hear it one last time. And who knows if God is not reminding them of all the conversations you had with them over the past decade. Yeah. It's just a reminder that we have to take advantage of every opportunity because we might not get that last one in a hospital room. Mm-hmm. It might be a car accident in the morning. It might be whatever. So right. whenever we're given the opportunity to share our faith and to tell others about the gospel, we should not delay. Mm-hmm. That's right. That it should give us a sense of urgency. Yes. You're right. You're right. Absolutely. Well, we are not made to be alone. I have learned a big lesson in this whole COVID thing too, as I think that everybody is important from the, the person who waits in McDonald's to the person that's delivering pizzas to or groceries. Everybody is important. I think that we all are a community and every piece of the community is very important. And you're talking about a very special time in people's lives where they're making that that transition into heaven or you're trying to assure that they're making that transition into heaven. Exactly. And that, I think that's beautiful. I think we've probably run out of time, but we'll close in prayer and maybe we can we can wrap it up with maybe a part three. Absolutely. Of what to do once somebody passes. What do you do with your time and, and energy and how do you be productive for God? How do you still be 
a good example for him or or not? How do you deal with the post? How do you recover? Yeah, afterwards. How do you how do you move on? That's a tough yeah, one too. Absolutely. Let's let's talk about that next time as part okay. three of losing a loved one yeah. to cancer or or anything. But thank you, Lisa. You're so candid and you're so open about it, and and it's important. I think it's important for people to see what it's like to grieve with God. Okay, without without blaming him. A lot of people want to blame him, right. and, and we are the masters of our will. Okay, yeah. So it's our choice, and we'll talk a little bit more about that next time. All righty, thank you. Okay, so how about we close in prayer? Absolutely. Okay. Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you that you are a God that comforts us when we mourn. You are close to the brokenhearted. You store up our tears in heaven. Lord, you are aware of our heart's condition. And I pray for that person, that friend that's listening right now that doesn't understand why life is happening like this, or maybe it's just mourning the loss of a loved one, or maybe even just mourning the loss of what you thought your life would be like. Father, I pray that you would be near to them, that you would touch their hearts, that you would fill them with your Holy Spirit and enable them and empower them to trust you more. We love you, Lord, and we thank you so much that you are a God that cares about us. In Jesus. Lord, I, oh, and Lord, I want to thank you so much for allowing us to be able to give us a, a place to talk about this. And and I hope that this blesses someone out there so that they realize that they're normal, going through all these ranges of emotions and feelings. And I, I pray that they would realize that it's a blessing to come to you, that it's okay to, to just tell you all their feelings, and that, that you're a God that's, that's solid, that you go before us, that you're right there with us, and you're even going to go, you're, you want to be part of the journey. And I pray that this would encourage other people to try to reach out to you and to know that these that feelings, they pass, they come and go but that you are an awesome God, that you're a good God, and that you're going to take care of us through through all of the processes. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, friend, for listening, and please remember to subscribe. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for today's Faith with Friends podcast. We hope you will like and subscribe as we continue the conversation. Follow us on Instagram at Faith with Friends. If you enjoyed this podcast, would you forward to your friends so our circle will continue to grow?